Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. (laughs) (laughs) You just wanted to read the quote. Yeah, I did. That's why you wanted to start it. That is a quote from St. Catherine of Siena, who is my oldest daughter's patron saint. But um, I've been thinking about this quote a lot. Until right now, I forgot that your first name was Catherine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not my patron saint, but it is... Catherine, yes. Um, but I've been thinking about this quote a lot because um, I guess we talked about this, you and I, but I talked about it with my husband too, um, kind of about what this episode is, which is like how God made all types of people, like different personalities, and how um, he called all different types of people to be saints. And... Um, I think that, like, St. Catherine really captures that when she says that. Like, if you actually are authentically you, like, 100% authentically you, I think that you you do have the best chance of being a saint. But it, sometimes it's really hard to figure out, like, who that is. Yeah. I think we also, like, have, I have a tendency to put sainthood in, like, a box where you are a certain type of person to, like, be a saint. And I think of all these qualities that I associate with saintliness. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of them are great virtues, like, I mean, patience and humility and, like, but I think I also put those with things, like, just, like, in general, maybe, like, being, like, quieter as a person, which is probably better. Like, we should probably listen more than we speak, but um, (laughs) I don't most of the time, and uh, so I think that, and not to say that I shouldn't strive to, like, listen more than I do, but... um, (laughs) It's not to say that, you know, you have to be super um, internal, I guess, to become a saint. There are saints who are extroverted. There are saints who are introverted. And, yeah, like, there are saints who are known for their, like, humility and maybe even their quietness. There are saints like Mary and Joseph. They don't have a lot of words in the Bible, but, like, they did a huge amazing thing and they're very bold actions yes and like following like just being like yes i will do your will like your will be done and then there are saints like saint benedict and if you haven't read i haven't read his whole story but my husband's been reading about him and like he was a bold guy okay he did some like pretty intense things like including beating a man with a stick and if you're curious, you should go read about him, okay? I was but wondering if you were going to tell the story or not. <laughs> I don't think I would do it justice. Andrew probably could. <coughs> but, um, the, I mean, it was for a good reason, I suppose. But, like, he did. He beat a man with the stick. Like, I'm just saying, like, like there are all different kinds of saints. And, like, there's, like, St. Joan of Arc, who was a warrior. Like, fought in battle. 
And, I mean, then there's, like, St. Therese of Lisieux, who, like, is known for doing the little things. Very practical. Yeah. So, like, and the reason that, like, this all came up anyway was because I, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I, um, I had a stay, another stay-at-home mom, new friend, come over and... Like, she seemed, you know, really sweet. And, like, I guess kind of like what I would picture as a, like, good stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like, in my head, what I've cultivated to be, like, a wonderful, typical stay-at-home mom. And then there's me, who, like, I just don't feel like I fit... (laughs) She's absolutely rotten. The... (laughs) I don't feel like I fit the bill for, like, what society may say that a stay-at-home mom is. Or, like, especially, like, a good Catholic stay-at-home mom. Like, I just don't feel like I, I don't know. Like I Actually, I, I want to ask you this, because I didn't ask you this when you said it, and I'm kind of curious, like, what is it that you think that, I guess, you're doing, like, not wrong, but, like, I guess, like, what do you think that you do that did not fit the mold of what your vision is of this perfect Catholic stay-at-home mom that you feel like is embodied by? And this person that you hung out with, you described to me as sweet and nice a bunch of times, and, like, all I know about her for real is, like, how sweet and nice she is. <laughs> well, no, it's not just her. Like, she just was one person. Like Right. But, like, like in Mother and Home. Like, yeah. with, um, like, Stephanie Weinert and yeah. all the women in that group who, like, you do, you see them, like, recipe swap and do the things that you know, like, like a classic, and I'm putting air quotes around it, like, woman, mother, so wife. So, this is a Catholic thing, or is this? It's both, I guess. Like, because, like, I don't know, I just don't feel like I've like I don't recipe swap like I I'm just now learning how to really cook and honestly like I'm not that great at it yet but like I also don't love and I don't not to say that you should love cleaning but like I don't like cleaning I don't like organizing I don't even really normally care that things are clean and organized like I'm starting to turn towards that because I want to be like and I do think a good stay-at-home mom like don't smite me for this but like I do think a good stay-at-home mom should, like, you know, try to keep things as clean as possible. Like, I get that you live life, and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be, like, toys everywhere because that just happens. But, like, like part of your job is, like, keeping the home. Like, you are at home keeping the home. You have to feed your children. Like, you have to feed them or they die. So, like, that's your job. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm trying to learn to, like, feed them things that aren't terrible. And, you know, I just feel like I have a lot of learning there, but, like, also, it's just not something that, like, I have naturally, and I feel like a lot of women at least seem like they have it naturally. I don't know that it's true, but so when I'm saying that I don't fit, like, the stay-at-home mom bill in my head, I'm saying that, like, I don't feel like I was just, like, I feel like I have to really work to have these things down as opposed to just, like, enjoying, like making recipes up and cooking and that stuff that like I just don't like doing okay what do you like doing what do you think you do really well as a Catholic stay-at-home mom I think that um things like like messier place um which is important I think um I do pretty well with that like as long as there's not a screaming baby like um I don't really mind like seeing my kids like get water on the floor and um, like that, because I don't mind. Because you're able to, like, endure the chaos Yeah, better. because I, I don't mind chaos so much where, like, you lived with me. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm the type of person who sees something on the floor and, like, steps over it. 
and doesn't pick it up. And that's not great. It's just the truth. And so when it comes to, like, messier play with kids, like, it's good. It's easier for me with kids to see them, like, run around, get their hands on the wall. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that part of me, like, is more patient because I'm not... Like, I usually don't care. But right now, when I'm trying to, like, get my house in order, like, it's, it's starting to bother me more. And I'm like, is it worth it to care about this stuff, you know? But what about you? What do you think you're good at? I mean, you're no, not I'm not done, actually. What else do you think? Oh, my you goodness. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. What else do you think you do well? As a Catholic stay-at-home mom. Uh, so you can endure some, some messiness. I knew that about you. Like, <laughs> not, our audience probably didn't, but I feel like we've actually talked about it before. I think um, Andrew and I both, like, it's not just me as a stay-at-home mom, but I think we've done a pretty good job at, like, like letting the kids get to know the Lord. Yeah. Like, giving them, like, a good Catholic base. I think that, too. And because, like, I mean, like, we've talked about, like, you know, you have, like, holy reminders in your home is something you keep that you think is important. Like, another strength that you have, like you said, is, like, being able to, like, endure the mess more. Yeah. Like, and let them... Like, from the other side of it, there's a very good chance that, like, I think the Catholic stay-at-home moms that, like, look... That are swapping the recipes. (laughs) And, and, you know, maybe have super tidy homes. Like, they may very much struggle with, like, allowing their children to do the messier activities or... Even, like, sometimes catch themselves being so caught up in, like, keeping things a certain way or making sure that dinner's prepared for everybody that maybe they have less time there to, like, teach and find little ways to incorporate a faith foundation for their kids. Like, I think that there's – all of those aspects are important. But, like, getting – talking about these different, like, temperaments and different personalities – I don't know that you're giving yourself enough credit for the things that you do really well. No. Like, and, I th- and like, because of the perceived perfection. Yeah. Over. I, I agree with you, which is why we're doing this episode. Because I came, like, I did come to this realization, like, in kind of comparing myself to another person, like, who I really don't even know that well. So, like, it's just how you do things in your head. But in, in doing that, it kind of led me to the, the thought that there are all different kinds of saints. Like, in all those things I listed before about the, like, like the difference between, like, Mother Angelica, who isn't proclaimed a saint yet, but she, she's a saint. She's on her way. But <laughs> she, she is. But um, who, I mean, she was bold and said what she thought. And then, you know, again with, like, like Saint Therese is it like or Mother Teresa even like who talked about like washing the dish not because the dish needs to be washed or whatever but like because you love the person who's gonna use it next. Oh man, that's a good one. I know, and like they're just different. Like God calls all different kinds of people, and so why not like all different kinds of mothers, obviously too. And I also remember I think it was at the Mother and Home like on the Advent retreat maybe. Um, where they talked about, like, you being the mother that, like, your kids are supposed to have. Yeah. Like, that, like, you were given to your kids for a reason. And and it goes with the St. Catherine quote that, like, if you are the mother that you're, like, supposed to be, like, if you are fully yourself, authentically you, and do that really well, like, not trying to, like, 
keep up with all the other recipe swapping moms or vice versa, like not trying to like, like let go of the mess when you like to keep things clean. Like, you know, like being really yourself, also trying to be the best like version of that. I think, I think your kids have a great chance. Yeah. I also like talking to you about, um, like, okay, so full disclosure to our audience, um, our children are in a room napping or trying to nap. They're not napping. Um, they're having <laughs> quiet time and it's really, and it's not really not quiet. quiet. So, uh, we paused for a second and I was in the middle of this when we did and I don't actually know where I was going with the thought. So we are just going to resume and talk about the different temperaments that, because I know this, they're kind of like, like Myersburg personality types of like sainthood. Um, but there's only four instead of like 16 and they're temperaments and not personality types. So you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Ever critical, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Clarifying. Sorry. Um, so there's four, there's choleric, um, sanguine, phlegmatic <laughs> okay i had to fight the urge to say it's like penguin with a sun <laughs> but now it's too late like phlegmatic boat with yeah a like chef. boat with a chuck <laughs> and melancholic um why don't you say this all again real fast that's fine my maiden name's chote actually you know, Her maiden name is Cho, and when she used to introduce herself in college, she would say, like, boat with a cha. People used to mispronounce, like, they'd say, like, choat and different things. Anyway, um, so the four, there's choleric, sanguine, phlegmatic, phleg- phlegmatic, and melancholic. Yes. Okay, um... She's having a hard time. She's really pregnant, y'all. <coughs> I can't like, believe I have enough oxygen in my body to laugh this much. We had to wait for her to, like, catch her breath after coming up the stairs to record. Yeah, this is a big fly of stairs up here where we <laughs> do this. Um, I get it. I've been there. But, so, choleric, those people tend to be leaders, very results-driven, um, energetic, intelligent, strong-willed, also usually extroverted. So... Um, some examples of saints who would be in this category would be St. Paul, which I actually think is a super great example because I've never thought of him in this way. But then when I think about like literally reading like his letters, I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Um, St. James, St. Ignatius Loyola, um, and you know, in more modern Catholic times, Mother Angelica, um, but Love her. on the struggle end, these folks tend to struggle with things like anger, pride, um, impatience, stuff like that. So, um, personally, like, I feel like I fall more into this category than the others, but we'll come back to that. Um, sanguine, these people tend to be spontaneous, entertaining, energetic, inspiring, and, um, love people. So... Uh, St. Peter, St. Teresa of Avila. Tell me if I pronounce any of these terribly wrong. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. 
I mean, probably, I think it's in Spain, so it might be pronounced differently there. But I hear people say Avila. I'm still probably doing it wrong. And uh, St. Augustine. Uh, and these folks tend to struggle with things like um, lack of perseverance, lust, self-control, uh, being superficial, and uh, knowing when to stop talking. Which that part I understand, as evidenced by, like, the last five minutes of uh, this discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, um, and then phlegmatics tend to be dependable, peaceful, patient, balanced, um, often leaders. And, like, really all those things make me think my husband's definitely in this category. Yeah. But um, St. Thomas Aquinas good one um abraham as far as like biblical characters which i think is cool that he's like in this list um and uh saint john the 23rd (laughs) um all fall into this category and on the struggle and for them there's laziness and ability to like take initiative and having a tendency to do the wrong thing for the sake of people pleasing and then melancholics are the last group so this temperament tends to be thoughtful, analytical, artistic, peaceful, good friends. Uh, Some examples. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Some examples include St. <laughs> John, the beloved St. Bernard of Clairvaux, uh, St. Aloysius Gonzaga, and St. Therese of Lisieux. And a melancholic may struggle with being critical, moody, despondent, and needs God's grace to cultivate joyful acceptance, selflessness, and hope. And um, all these temperaments and personalities are obviously created by God and um, were given to us for a reason. And like Amanda was saying, that she falls probably under the choleric temperament. I, I agree with that. I think that makes a lot of sense for you. So you just gotta do that well. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just <laughs> that was actually a really good time for you to pick up because I would have butchered like 80% of the saint names that were in that list. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this is uh, convenient. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, um, but, oh, yeah, I think about this too, like in the sense that the church and all of its members, like we make up the body of Christ and like, whenever people talk about like, you know, some people are hands and some people are feet and, you know, elbows, whatever. But, um, like, I think this falls into the kind of the same category of like, God calls us all to the body of Christ. And he also calls all different types of like, you know, maybe your clerics or your hands and your sanguines or your feet or whatever. But like, you know, you need all of them to make the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, I didn't until today. Huh? And, uh, but I think that this does cover, like, a lot of different strengths among Christians and also, like, acknowledges that all of these types have weaknesses that we do need God's grace. I do really to, like, like work on. Like, because, you know, you hear a lot of the saints, like, saying how they are sinners or were, you know. But, like, 
like it's hard to see that because you do hear about all of the amazing things that they did or why they're saints of course because you you want to aspire to be like them and you don't want to sin the way that they sinned or anything like that so it's not like we celebrate those things but it is good to know that like even saints have struggles and i'd say especially saints like probably were like tempted a lot more like that's why we want to pray for our priests more because like you know like satan's out there like really trying to get the people who are trying to be authentically themselves and trying to be like saints yeah so like it makes sense that we do struggle with different things i think looking at these lists too if i'm looking at it while identifying a saint i tend to go oh yeah i can see how this person has these strengths and i don't tend to look at it as a oh, well, I would have obviously picked this type for this person based on their weaknesses. But if I'm looking at it for myself, yes, um, I immediately, like, the way I went to seek which type I was was to look at the list of things that I struggled with first. Yeah, when I was looking at it, I was like, I was torn between two because I was only looking at the, I was like, man, these weaknesses describe me yeah. big time. No, that happened to me too. But then I looked at the strengths and I was and like, And that was I what made the decision for me. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure that I have this. Like, which one was it? Um, for me, I think, um, sanguine, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I looked at the struggles there and I was like, yeah, no, like I get that. I could do, that could be me. And then I looked at the strengths and like, not so much, but then I looked at phlegmatic and you and Andrew both agreed, but like I looked at the weaknesses first and definitely struggle with laziness um and and the other things on the list but like I looked at the strengths and I was like well I mean yeah I could see that maybe not a leader like I don't know that I identify with being a leader but like everything else I, I really think that I if I'm being my best self yeah can I don't do know if this will make you feel better well. or worse but that's the exact same thought process that I went through when trying to pick one for you because I was like <laughs> weaknesses first because I was like oh she definitely I was like has issues with that and that and then and then I went back and I was like what's she good at (laughs) (laughs) which is a terrible way to look at other people especially your best friend Um, I did the same thing for my husband (laughs) and then I was like wait a second I need to look at the list of like positive things which again like I feel like speaks to the fact that um either I'm terrible which I probably am or, like, I think when we look at ourselves and even kind of with other people around us, like, we tend to identify more with, like, our negative traits and, like, I guess not see as clearly the things we do well. Whereas we, where when we look at saints, we automatically go to the good. Yeah. And I think we need to spend more time, like, going to the good, which actually is kind of, like, the point that I was trying to get into at the beginning whenever... I was interrogating you about your uh, Catholic stay-at-home momhood and what you do well is because, like, I think the first things that you brought up to me were this person seems super sweet and super nice. Like, you saw, which means that actually I'm probably just terrible because you saw someone's strength first and not their weaknesses because mm-hmm. you were like, oh, this person are these things. But whenever you talked about yourself, you were just like, I'm just kind of like, you know, like, I'm kind of cynical. and like, I kind of have this kind of sense of humor, like, but you, like, the way you looked at it, I think, was from a very, like, negative perspective. <laughs> and um, in the same way, you know, that's how we look at these lists. 
Like we look at them and we identify ourselves with the negative instead of seeing our strengths. So in forcing you to like sit there and go, what do I do well as a Catholic stay-at-home mom? Like it forced you to like, look, not that I forced you today. Like I'm sure that you did this. No, thank you for my therapy session. <laughs> on, your, on your own. <laughs> no, you're right though. Like, and, and this, I mean, discussion that we obviously started before we started recording, um, maybe a few days ago, like, it's, it has helped me to, like, I guess realize that, like, I'm not, like, I shouldn't be cynical. It's not that I'm cynical. It's that, like, we do tend to look at, I do, like, see positive things in people, especially that I barely know. And sometimes, like, I aspire to be more like that or I like that trait in them and I, like, I wish I was more like that, you know? But then also, like, with people that we know well, like, sometimes I feel like we bond over the weaknesses. That's true. Actually, I think that you're, I think that you're totally right. Because when I think about, I think I tend to do that, too, when it comes to, like, meeting new people. I think I see the good in them way before I see the bad. And the people that I'm closest to, I do tend to, I think, nitpick at more in general. And I think we bond over the weaknesses because, like, nobody wants to be imperfect. And we are. So when you, like, find your partners in imperfection. Yeah, like, I mean, I know that I've made a lot of friends just because we both, like, didn't like work. Or yeah, I was about to say, or if you, like, bond with a coworker because you don't like another coworker. Or don't like, like, I didn't like work. Like, I didn't like going yeah. into work. Like, and most people, like, I mean, I want to be that positive person who, like, like, is constantly like lifting people up and lifting myself up and just being like a light but I do struggle with that I feel like sometimes cynicism is like funnier to me or like like I just feel like connected to someone when we both can like drag each other down sometimes and that's not good right it's just something that like it's been true for me and I do think that like me trying to have a new friend like who knows if she'll ever listen to this if so like <laughs> sorry but um you trying to have a new friend who like is nothing like who doesn't have that yet that i know of yet at least like i didn't sense a, a inch of it in her an ounce of it i didn't sense any of it <laughs> <laughs> so like i i mean i i guess it's hard for me because i feel like i can't be that way but it's good that i can't be that way like i don't want to be that way you know like i think that's be authentically you i want to be the world on fire yeah and I, I just got to figure out who that is. And I think I'm getting closer, but I'm, I'm not there yet. And I, I know we all are working on that. And I think when we get to heaven, we'll really know. Me too. I think that's a really good place to, I do too. to close. To end. Okay. Well, we'll be praying for you guys to be more authentically you. And maybe share with us this week on social media, like, what that means to you. Yeah. Or, like, if you look into these four, like, temperaments. Yeah. Like, Maybe which temperament you identify with. Yeah, we'd love to know. All right. Keep seeking truth.